0: Hello, my friend, and welcome back or welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashpitz, and today's episode is a solo episode where I discuss nine habits that really could make the biggest improvement on your life. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day so go ahead and click the link in the show notes scroll through every single one of their products and find the ones that fit you and your wellness needs then once you get to check out use code everybody for ten dollars off your entire order now on to episode 228 of something for everybody Hello my friend and welcome to Something For Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashpitz and today's episode is a solo episode of the podcast where I will be discussing nine habits, nine habits that could really make some improvements in your life. But before we get into those nine habits, I would love for you to refer to episodes 218 and 220 of the podcast if you haven't already, because those episodes dive as deep as I possibly can into goal setting or target setting and to installing and deleting habits. So. Listening or watching those podcasts is a very important foundation for actually implementing these habits that we discussed today that could be huge levers in bringing about more happiness, fulfillment, and joy into your life, which is really what it's all about. But again, you have to have a really strong foundation, which begins with eating, moving, thinking, and sleeping well, but also understanding our targets, who we really are, where we wanna go, and then understanding habit formation and specifically behavior change. So again, refer to those two, 218 and 220. Those are master classes on habits and goals and targets. This is episode 230, so let's pop right in to habit number one which is say no by default say no by default your time is so precious don't give it to people or things who don't deserve it simple as that especially to energy vampires who drain you of your energy so conquer FOMO put yourself first, what's FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Put yourself first. And a good rule of thumb to start engaging in is, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. So if it doesn't light your soul on fire, if it doesn't bring you more joy or add something into your life, then it's a no. And we have to be strong enough in our values to be able to say no. So that's why I said refer to those other episodes because in those episodes, I'm really drilling down on how we can Um, understand our personal philosophy, get really clear on our core values, and knowing our personal philosophy and understanding our core values allows us to say no to things much easier because we know that they don't align with our ultimate mission, our purpose, our core values, or our personal philosophy. So we can easily say yes to the thing that lights us up, that gives us energy, that makes us feel fired up or revitalized or motivated. And we can say no to all all those things that drain us, especially those energy vampires. So that's really important, but that's just a habit that allows you to say yes to things that you really care about and no to the things that you don't because when you understand what the main thing is, you'll want to keep the main thing the main thing. Number two, get addicted to learning. Put aside. Put time aside daily before bed, in the middle of the day, just to read, to learn, to engage, to um, move through your curiosities, to to explore those curiosities, to have more experiential learning, just to learn, right? At first, it's it's obviously going to be tough to stay consistent, like just like any habit is. Again, refer to the habit masterclass to understand really behavior, the motivation, the prompt, the anchor, and things like that. Um, but the more you do it, The more your efforts get compounded the more you learn the more curious you get right everything compounds and aggregates whether it's good for you or bad for you so we might as well choose the things that are good for us which is learning new things keeping things novel being curious um, all of these things that we can explore about the world rather than just having this fixed mindset of saying, I know this, this is what I know, and that's it, right? Why not say, well, I don't know anything about that. Let's explore it. Let's see, right? Saying I don't know is the cornerstone of intelligence, right? It means that you know what you know, you do, you know what you don't know, which makes you smarter. And then you can go dive into those subjects a little bit more if you feel so inclined to. So your information diet is just like your actual diet. If you eat crap, you'll feel like crap. If you consume shit, you will feel like shit, What's the number one way? The number one way to improve your life is stop doing things that make you feel like shit. It's very simple. Your information diet is just like your actual diet. If you eat like crap or consume crap, you will feel like crap, very simple. So take that with you, get addicted to learning. Number three, prioritize nature, prioritize nature. A study of 20,000 people in the UK found that 120 minutes a week in nature, improved health and well-being. Listen to that one more time. A study of 20,000 people in the UK found that 120 minutes per week in nature improved health and well-being. It's the plants. The sorry, excuse me. It's the planet's greatest healer. Whenever I'm feeling in a rut or it's been a long day, I've been behind my computer a lot. I've recorded a lot of episodes. Taking a walk, nature's always the spark that returns the color to my gray or just gives me a little more energy or revitalizes me a little bit just moving around outside or walking to across the street or around the neighborhood or wherever i am just getting some sunlight getting some fresh air prioritizing breath prioritizing nature prioritizing being outside there's so many different confluence of habits here that you're moving your body choosing to move your body when you're out in nature because you're exploring things you're seeing how real and alive and beautiful the world outside is and so being able to prioritize nature is a superpower is a huge superpower especially when we can kind of do multiple habits at one time moving around outside walking somewhere engaging with our breath as we walk thinking about the beauty around us right so being grateful like there's so many confluence of beautiful like overall wellness improving habits that can happen when we step outside. We're deciding to step outside, so that means we're up out of our chair, we're moving around. We're deciding to breathe mindfully as we're outside because we want to appreciate the beauty that's around us. So now we have a sense of appreciation and gratitude and we're just stacking these habits over and over and over To create a better sense of well-being and fulfillment, especially if you have a hard day or you feel like you're in a rut or you've been sitting all day or whatever the case may be is, or you're just putting that in your time blocks to manage your energy much better than you would if you didn't have that in there. So that's really, really, really important. Next one. Morning routine. A lot of people talk about a morning routine. Um, your morning routine doesn't have to be four hours long. Uh, it doesn't have to involve a cold plunge. You just really need to nail the basics, right? There's so many people out there who talk about hour long, two hour long morning routines. I've talked about it you know, extensively on this podcast too. I've talked about a 45 minute routine, but really you just have to, again, nail the fundamentals of being able to wake up in a proper state of mind. So no phone, first thing. Try it 10 minutes, try one minute, right? Whatever you're at, make that habit too small to fail. So if you really do, always look at your phone as soon as you get up. Say I'm not gonna look at it for 30 seconds when I get up. Then keep raising that and raising that and raising that and soon you're at 30 minutes, 45 minutes an hour um, as you wake up without looking at your phone, okay? A small early win. That's why people talk about making their bed. No, making your bed specifically will not make you successful or make you a millionaire. But the way you create discipline in your life will lead to ultimate successes, because discipline equals freedom, as Jocka would say. So you wanna create a small win early, which again, it could be making your bed, it could be doing 50 jumping jacks, it could be going a walk in nature, it could be drinking an element to nourish and refresh your body, it could be your personal hygiene routine, whatever it is. And then you want to get your mind primed for some work, right? Whether you're going right to the gym or you're going to journal or you're going to meditate or you're going to go for a walk. Remember, you can stack all of these things on each other, but you want to try to have at least those few things, right? Again, the basics, the most important levers, the most important rocks to get into the container are no phone first thing, a small win early, potentially making your bed and get your mind prime for some deep work, whether that's some movement, whether that's some walking, whether that's having an element, whether that's journaling, whether that's meditating, right? Again, it doesn't have to be 17 hours long. Your whole day doesn't have to be the morning routine. And no, specifically the morning routine is not gonna change your life, but it's gonna change the way you feel in the morning, and the way you feel could change the rest of your day. And if you're priming yourself with early wins, with less input, with more creative and less reactive stuff, this is gonna create discipline in your life. This is creating a habit that can compound and aggregate, and that's actually gonna change your life. And so I think the morning routine is important because it sets you up for the best day possible. And you want to give yourself the chance to have the best day possible because a lot of things are outside of our control, but we want to dial in on what's inside of our control so we can have the best influence over the rest of our day. And that starts with how we wake up, how we go to sleep, how we move our body, how we eat, how we think, our relationships, all of that stuff will impact the trajectory of our day and ultimately the trajectory of our lives. Because you do not decide your future, but your habits, your habits will decide your future. And that's what's extremely important. That's why I say refer back to those two episodes to really get crystal clear on who you are and where you want to go. Next one. Embrace loneliness. Embrace loneliness. Take yourself out to a dinner. Take yourself out to the park, to dinner, to go to the movie, right? Solitude is an essential pillar to truly knowing yourself. It's the secret garden where self-discovery can bloom. It's very important. Embrace loneliness. Now, feeling lonely and embracing loneliness or feeling alone they're different things where we're systematically and deliberately choosing to do things by ourselves to get to know ourselves better. The way we get to know our partner, the way we get to know someone when we're dating them is we spend time with them doing things, whether it's chatting, whether it's playing a game, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's going out to dinner, we're trying to get to know them, who they are as a person, their personality, do we mesh, do we have chemistry, our values in alignment? Well, you have to do the exact same thing with yourself because the more you get to know yourself, the more you know yourself, the more you can understand what you need, what you don't need, what you want, how you say yes to things, how you say no to things, what your core values are, what lights your soul on fire, what's your purpose, what's your meaning, where you want to go in your life, who you want to have surrounded by you. All of these things are decisions you make based on who you are. And if you don't know who you are, it's very difficult to be that person in an easy environment, but it's much harder to be that when the environment is hard and it's messy and there's adverse situations, there's obstacles, there's things coming at you, right? So you have to really embrace this lonely inner work to get to know who you are and what you stand for, and what your values are, and who you want to be, and how you want to be remembered, and what you want people to say your character was, and your integrity was, who you are as a person, right? And you have to spend time with yourself. So take yourself out to lunch, take yourself out to dinner, go on solo vacations, right? Go walk outside in nature for 30 minutes, and think about who you are. That's why we meditate, so we can connect with our breath, and our life force, and it gets us down to the present moments. We can feel who we really are and who we want to be. And then we start embodying those best characteristics. So it's very important to embrace that. And then we can go onto the world and really connect with people on a very, very, very serious level because we know who we are and we're not going into those situations pretending to be someone we're not. So we're not connecting with someone on a pretend superficial level and then we have to fake being this person because that's who they think we are. No, we're stepping into these environments being the person that we want to be and know are and is most authentic and true to us so then we're creating those relationships that are as true, that are as honest, that are as reciprocal, that are as beautiful and strong because we're showing up as the person we know to be. And that evolves and changes over time, but we have to do the work consistently to start to understand ourselves so then we can be in relationship with ourselves and with others. Next one, choose writing over complaining complaining isn't attractive it repels ambitious people and fosters a negative mindset write down your thoughts instead you're forced to think you're forced to think slowly and deeply so your irrationally so your excuse me so your irrationality loses its edge it's the therapy your therapist uses very important journaling talking about it all the time right get your thoughts out of your head onto a sheet of paper Right? write down your thoughts instead. You're forced to think slowly and deeply so your irrationality loses its edge. That's very important. Choosing writing over complaining. If something's happening if we're overthinking about things, if we're, we're sort of mentally masturbating on a certain subject, get it out on a sheet of paper. It's a forcing function. It allows you to see what's happening just that much more clearly so that we can make some informed, rational Uh, decisions about it. It gives us more perspective. We can zoom out just a little bit more, right? Choosing writing over complaining is like having a trusted conversation with a friend. But if we don't have that friend available, or we're just looking to do some of this inner work by ourselves, then we want to journal out those thoughts. We want to see what's happening. We want to put a date on it so that we know when we think things can't get better, three weeks from now, we write a different date and we saw that three weeks ago, we didn't think it could get better and it got better. So you're able to track your progress you're able to track how much better you're doing you're able to track like what was a problem at this point in your life and now it's not something that bothers you you've overcome these sort of small minutiae type of things because you've developed a, a better sense of who you are you've better better sense of of your mental health toolkit and how you respond to things and all of that stuff could be driven by a journaling practice and if we can sort of eliminate complaining, um, we're going to be that much happier because again, complaining is not attractive. Um, It's something that we can stop ourselves from doing. Okay. It starts with having a gratitude and a journal practice, knowing what we appreciate, knowing who we are, knowing what we're grateful for and knowing what we're aiming for all helps us remove that sort of complaining victim mentality. Instead, we're taking ownership of our life. We're taking ownership and accountability for our mental health and who we are and who we want to be and how we want to show up in the world. And that could potentially be started by just starting a journaling practice, which could be implemented into your morning routine or whenever you feel like it. Next one, pay it forward, pay it forward. Random acts of kindness boost well-being. Random acts of kindness boost well-being. Holding the door open for someone. Picking up trash outside. Giving a compliment. A non-physical compliment. Right? The world's a closed system. If you send waves of positivity out, they'll find their way back to you. Positivity resonance. Like, we just want to give the love that we know we can receive as well. Everything bounces back. Karma is a real thing. Like show up in that manner, pay it forward. Random acts of kindness. And that's how we build this common humanity with one another. That's how we build self-compassion. Common humanity is a trait of building self-compassion. And so is this idea of kindness. This idea of kindness, like real true kindness. Um, And I talk about one of the ways to really improve your mental health when you're not feeling well is to go out and be of service to other people because it gets you out of your own way it gets you out of your head into the real world helping other people seeing the light seeing the joy in other people's faces like being of service to people right we want to become the greatest version of ourselves in greatest service of the world that's the ultimate goal that's the ultimate goal, and we can start doing that by paying it forward, by just having random acts of kindness, not expecting anything in return, just doing it because we know that it matters, and that the person we're helping also matters, because everyone matters, and everyone deeply matters, because it's, it's very important. It's just very important, and again, if you send waves of positivity out, they'll always, they'll always come back to you, so... Pay it forward right now after you're done listening to this or press pause and go do something kind for someone else. Send someone a text saying, I love you, or I miss you, I'm thinking about you. Or when you're going to the grocery store, um, hold the door open for someone or smile at them and say, hey, have a great day, or whatever the case may be is. These things really go a long way in making someone's day. And then how are they going to make someone else's day? And that's the sort of the domino effect of this positivity resonance. And that's the beautiful thing about living in the world that we live in. Um, Yeah, it's quite cool. So I urge you to go out and do that after you listen to this or pause it and go crush it. Next one. Next one. Maintain relationships. Maintain relationships. Human connections are the fabric of life, but you need to be intentional with them amidst life's chaos. So schedule time for weekly thoughtful texts and calls to those you've neglected or haven't talked to in a while. It's a couple minutes with the return on investment uh, that you can't even measure. You You can't even measure the return on the investment if you nurture and maintain strong relationships. So you have to schedule it just like anything else. You have to schedule time to be in deep love with your partner. You have to schedule time to hang out with your friends or the people that you love the most. You have to nurture and maintain these relationships because, again, I've said this a lot, but if you're a new listener, great. This is for you. The way to live the good life. One is to take care of your health. Two is to have good relationships. Those are the two main pillars to living the good life. Harvard did an 85-year study, and that's what they came up with on how to live the quote-unquote good life. Take care of your health and have good relationships. What are good relationships? They're one to four people that you have strong, positive accountability, reciprocal, cooperative, negotiating relationships where you can count on someone and they count on you and you have the emotional bank account built up and you have all of these things that build strong powerful nurturing relationships but you work hard and you are very intentional with how you build and nurture those relationships just like you water plants to make them grow you have to water yourself and you have to water those ones that you love and those relationships with communication with effort with honesty with kindness right all of that stuff builds strong powerful relationships and if you want to live the good life you have to have those again it's not 400 people. It's not 70 people. It's like one to four. You're putting all of your effort and attention into those relationships because you also have to have time and attention to put effort into the relationship you have with yourself. That's why we're talking about embracing loneliness and that allows us to have the space, the time, the energy, and the the knowledge To maintain strong relationships with other people which are the cornerstone of living the good life human connection is the fabric of life and we want to do the absolute best job we can to nurture and maintain strong powerful relationships and last one here is what i just mentioned about living the good life was focus on your health focus on your health focus on your health. Like I can only say it so many times, but I will keep saying it over and over and over again, and I will continue to repeat myself over and over and over again. Focus on your health. What does that mean? That means four fundamentals of being a human being. That means eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. Eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. Thinking well encompasses a gratitude practice, a breathing practice, and being outside in nature. Being outside in nature also corresponds with moving well. But if we wanna focus on our health, we don't have to get all of these fancy doodahs and all of these bro hacks and science hacks and all this stuff that's poured into the self-development sort of industry on all of these podcasts. Again, some are amazing. Some of the podcasts that I listen to are amazing. Rich Rolls and Chris Williamson's and Andrew Huberman, all of that stuff. They have great, 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 fantastic information. If you take it, receive it, and put it into action, that's the most important part, awesome. But if you really needed to distill it down, distill it down into the simplest, easiest form to go out and do the work, it's eat well, move well, sleep well, think well. And you use that, you have that by taking the three-step approach. You have some awareness, so you're, you're aware of what needs work. You accept the fact that you're in that position, and you get to action. Awareness, acceptance, action. Awareness, acceptance, action. Now get to work. Go do the work on eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. That's how you focus on your health, and that is one of the biggest levers we have for living the best life we can. Focusing on our health and maintaining strong, positive, nurturing relationships. If those are the only two things you focus on, you're absolutely fucking crushing it. And that goes down to our habits and our goals and who we are and who we want to be and our core values and our personal philosophy. You have to do that inner work to be able to really fundamentally focus on eating well, moving well, sleeping well, thinking well, so you can maintain those strong, positive, lifelong, life-changing relationships so those are nine habits nine habits that could really make some improvements in your life but again refer to episodes 218 and 220 to understand target setting goal setting and really understand installing and deleting the right habits that will change your life because again you don't decide your future, your habits decide your future. So choose the right ones, install them, think about that behavior change, and then really get to work because it's awareness, it's acceptance, it's awareness, acceptance, and then it's action, action, action over and over and over forever for the rest of your life, action. So thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into that episode. What habit resonated with you most deeply? What habit could you potentially implement into your life starting today? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter via Patreon. Patreon directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit called You Are Loved. So thank you for your support in advance. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.